Welcome to The Creationist, a podcast about people who create. I'm your host, Steve Waxman. This is the final episode of Season 4 of The Creationist, and I thought it might be appropriate to end the season with the story behind the creation of World Creativity and Innovation Day, which takes place every year on April 21st, and was co-created by my guest, Marcy Siegel. By interviewing creators in multiple fields, one of my intentions from the beginning was to show that creativity can be applied to everything we do in life. Marcy has spent her entire career proving to people that everyone can be creative in whatever they do, that no one should be afraid of being creative, and that creativity doesn't just live in the world of the arts. So what I started to do was not use the word creative. I would say, we're going to do some new thinking here. We're going to use a new perspective here. We're going to approach this in a way different than what you're accustomed to. And you know what? It's going to feel a little awkward, and that's okay. Let's go through this discomfort together. And when we talk about creativity, the way that I talk about it is new ideas, new decisions, new actions to create new outcomes. Marcy Siegel was the first Canadian graduate of the International Center for Studies and Creativity program at the State University in Buffalo. She also has the distinction of being the first creativity specialist hired on staff at an international advertising agency, as well as being a creativity consultant at NASA, Bosch, RICO, and CIBC, among many others. She's been featured in Fast Company magazine, Best Health, and Strategy magazine. And in 2001, Marcy and some colleagues established a day to acknowledge the important contributions creativity and innovation make in our lives. In 2017, the United Nations officially designated that day, April 21st, as World Creativity and Innovation Day. And that day is now observed in over 90 countries around the world. Why did you think that the world needed a World Creativity Day? Um, because creativity exists. And for some reason, culturally, we're not uh, welcomed to use it. So how did you initiate it actually happening? Okay, so here's the scoop. So I uh, grew up in Toronto and ended up going to university in Buffalo, New York for the purpose of studying creativity and coming back to Canada to make the place a better place, the civil service a better place to work, and in fact, making workplaces better places to work. And what drew me to creativity in, uh, I mean, what drew me to Buffalo is that they have a program on creativity itself. It's the Interdisciplinary Center for Studies in Creativity. Plus being in Toronto, it's only 90 miles away. So yeah. So I went to study it and um, learned a lot about my own creativity and other people's too. And bottom line is I learned that you can use creative thinking to solve problems. That's the discipline. Um, the thing is, not everybody else knew that. So when I got into the real world after getting my undergraduate degree and then my graduate degree, I, I still saw people resisting the urge or, or the, the natural inclination, I believe we have, to use imagination to think beyond the discipline that they're in. Okay. That, that we're not locked into the discipline. The discipline provides a groundwork from which we can continue to grow and develop and create new things. Um, and what happened was over the years, professionally, I had a lot of different uh, roles and responsibilities, but a main one was, was working with leaders in corporate environments and helping them to use their imagination and use a creative problem-solving process to do something a little bit different and make 
make their place a better place to work, whatever their criteria are. So it could be productivity, it could be um, profitability, it could be interpersonal relations, whatever, but doing something new and different to make the workplace a better place to work. Um, and what I discovered was that as soon as I left the environment, they didn't use any of what I shared with them. They didn't because there wasn't any time to use creativity because it didn't, it wasn't on their measures. They were not evaluated for new and different. They were evaluated according to the uh, corporate uh, key performance indicators and creativity is not part of that. So I'm not gonna use it because I don't get rewarded for it. Plus there's a tremendous or was a tremendous taboo about using new thinking. I think I shared with you a story when I was an undergraduate um, and studying cultural anthropology, I was in my fourth year, I was a senior, and I asked my professor, what is creativity from her perspective? So my cultural anthropology professor, Dr. Jill Nash, said, Marcy, creativity is bad manners. And I said, what? And she said, imagine doing something creative at the dinner table. What happens is you get your hands slapped. That's what creativity is. So as a good Canadian, I'm thinking like, whoa, so people are getting their hands slapped everywhere. Dare to do something new and different, and people will immediately evaluate it to the negative. Rather than say, that's really cool. Yeah, let's see where that goes. It's no, it doesn't fit into our current framework. No, 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 no. <laughs> so... Here we are, right? Here we are. And there's, um, and I know that creativity is inherent in all of us, that we are, each one of us is the product of a creative act. So we have that energy in us and we can express it in lots of different ways. And for some reason, our cultures tells us, don't use this, don't use this, don't use this. And we can get into a long conversation about different perspectives on why that might be so. However, so there I am. I've been working as a professional for a very long time in the field and people, you know, they have in their training, we have to do creativity thinking so they can tick off the box and that's it. Oh. So it happened, right? In May of 2001, I saw a newspaper article in the financial, was it the Post? The National, National Post. Post. Yeah. And it read Canada in a creativity crisis. So I started studying this stuff in 1977. This is in 2001. My career has been based on what it is that I studied in school, which is odd in itself. And I see this headline and it's, give me a break. What is this, a creativity crisis? So I read the article and it was about a millennium conference in Ottawa between scientists and artists. And they were debating who between them is more creative. And I just lost it because I know that everyone has the capacity for generating new ideas, making new decisions, taking new actions, achieving new results. I know that in my heart of hearts right here. I feel it as I'm talking with you, right? So it's like, get, get oh, let's just get over it. And people would say, I, I don't have time to be creative. So I figured, okay, this is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. Let's have a day. You say, you don't have time. Here's a day, use this day. And that's why the world needed World Creativity and Innovation Day. And from, from the way I was reacting and responding at the time, what I see is now after all these years, it's like been 20 years, 
is that people are using the day to advance new thinking or to build skill or to build community or to build an awareness and welcome new thinking, new perspectives, new activities, and to celebrate the fact. And that happened happened before. So what motivated me as well was the millennium. Do you remember when we changed from the 1900s to the 2000s? Of course. That was like so long ago. We were, okay. we were supposed to explode. I know, I know. I remember, okay. Um, and what happened was I was moved by seeing the celebrations starting in, what was it, New Zealand? Yeah. And then moving around the world. And I just imagined that the creative energy, that the portal would open and that creative energy would begin to shine all over the world at the same time. And we would all celebrate that we can do something new and different. We have the capacity. Let's welcome it. And one of the challenges going through the years is that many people equate creativity to arts and it stops there. And my wish was to take it a little bit further than that, to move it beyond like the capacity to experiment in the arts is also a capacity that we have to experiment with new ways of looking at things and new ways of approaching challenges that we perceive and even new ways of perceiving the challenges that we think we have. You know, there's an old story. I remember learning this when I was an undergrad about a professor that gets called by a teacher, not professor, a speaker gets called into a class to give a talk to the students. And he walks in and he's got his notes and there's no lectern. And he's used to putting his notes on the lectern to give us his lecture. So he looks around the room and he sees a garbage can and he takes the garbage can, it was empty, turned it upside down, put it on the teacher's desk so it could be used to hold his notes, okay? He didn't identify the problem as not being a lectern. He identified the problem as I need something to hold my notes. If he had been stuck with, I need a lectern, I need a lectern, I don't know what would have happened. Chances are he wouldn't have even given his talk. So new ways of perceiving the challenges that we're experiencing, new ways of approaching them by, by mixing the disciplines that we already know and already have. Wouldn't so, it be nice? Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, okay. So this is a podcast about creating things and you created a day. <laughs> what a hoot. Okay. <laughs> so how does one go about creating a day that's recognized around the world? That's, that seems to be a pretty big lift. Well, yeah. Now, the next question is, did you expect it to be a day that would go around the world? That was my vision. That was my hope. And I just figured, I mean, I'm again, anthropology undergrad, Margaret Mead never doubted that a small group of committed citizens can change the world. In fact, indeed, that's the only thing that ever has. I just did it. I did not ask for anyone's permission. I just did it. How did you start? I, I, I'm like, I'm dead curious. It's like, how, did, how does this begin? I mean, apart from the, okay, you have an idea. I don't know. Oh. Did, did you write uh, a perspective? Yeah. No. Ah, I don't know. Yeah. You tell no. us. Okay, no. Share, share. I am, I am one, <laughs> Steve, I am one of the most informal people you will ever meet. Okay. No, I'm just informal. So what had happened was I was pretty well ensconced in what I call the creativity community. And this is people using creative problem solving. Okay. I'd gone to Buffalo State College, the International Center for Studies and Creativity. So I had a network. 
I had a network of the Creative Education Foundation. I had a network in the alumni and the professors at uh, the university. I also at the time was working in personality styles. So, and I was a, a teacher and teaching different ways of accessing creativity and so on. So I had a group of people and I had a, a decent reputation, I guess. People knew that they could trust me. And I just said, hey, what about this idea? And it seemed as if this idea was waiting to be born. It's not like I created it. And I'm sure you've heard other people talk about it too, people who create things. It's just as if it happened. The energy was there. And I, I the door opened and I said, hey, let's do this. And they went, yeah, that's great. Now, one of the other um, benefits of this time, this day, a designated day, is there are professionals who study in creative creativity, creative problem solving, uh, design thinking, and so on. And there was no platform. There was no space for that. Each person had to sell it themselves into organizations and into, I'll just say organizations. So this day gives them also, or gives us a platform to come forward and say, hey, it's World Creativity and Innovation Day. What would you like to do? Like, let me help you with this. And so on. So it grew. A handful of countries started at the beginning, and it's because I knew some folks who lived in Brazil, who lived in France, who lived in England, who lived in the States, and they just started. They just took it upon themselves and did it. And then year after year after year after year, it would grow. And of course, I was um, um, learning how to use social media. So social media and I kind of got to be friends. I, I didn't like it. However, I became um, almost intolerable in uh, being somewhat uh, persistent, I guess would be the word, and saying, we need this, let's do this. It's World Creativity Day. And my clients bought into it. Some of them did, some of them didn't. Some like, even when I would say, why don't you just have a lunch, okay? Among your executive team, have a lunch and eat it backwards. Start with dessert and then go to the salads and the sandwiches. And the looks I got were just like, what? So um, that's... Some people appreciated it and accepted it, and some people didn't. But over the years, there are more and more people um, just kind of stirring up the energy. And, and what happened a couple of years after the day was born, the day was born in May 2001. The first celebration started in April 2002, and the date April 21st was chosen because it's the day before Earth Day. And the thought was, wouldn't it be nice for people to use their creative capacity to do something in relationship to sustainability and good life on the planet? So that was that. But a few years after that, um, I think it was a group from Turkey said, you know, a day isn't long enough. If you look at the Bible, that took seven days. Why don't we have seven days? So that a fellow from Brazil said, well, seven days, if we backdate seven days, that goes to April 15th, and that's Leonardo da Vinci's birthday. And those of us who are on the coach are like, whoa, that's fabulous. And what a door open was when we talked about it, World Creativity and Innovation Week, beginning April 15th, you could first of all tell we're not American because that's tax day. But we could also, people started to get it because da Vinci showed creativity in the arts and creativity in the science and the marriage between the two. So that seemed to be a, ah, for people. They got it then. 
And then they started to wonder, how do I do it? What can I do? And there are so many folks who are ashamed about their creativity. Um, there's a, a program director at an arts center that I talked with, and he said he's he doesn't want to use his creativity because he's afraid he's going to get it wrong. Which reminds me of when I went, okay, so I'm working with this large organization. I won't mention its name. It's global, absolutely global uh, in telecommunications. And um, I remember I was brought in to teach them, uh, what was it? The creative manager was the course. And I'm working with engineers, okay? I love engineers, but uh, working with engineers. And I would say, okay, so what are you going to be creative? How about taking a risk? And they said, well, it's great for us to take risks. They want us to take risks only if they pay off. This is the world we live in. So wouldn't it be nice if there was a day when you could play with an idea and not necessarily have that idea as the solution. It's like on the road to a solution, on part of the learning curve. It's, uh, yeah. That's what, that's, uh, to see, to me in my life, that's what creativity is. Creativity is searching for an answer through alternative thinking. Yes. In hopes of at least getting to, if not, the answer to get to a failure to learn something new. Right. And I don't even think in terms of failure anymore. It's part of the journey. Yeah. Works or it doesn't work. We have such a, uh, uh, there's a resonance around the word failure that discourages people. So I, I don't like using that word. It's part of the learning. The first thing when I taught, I mean, I remember being in corporate land and, and talk about creative accounting. <laughs> but people haven't learned skills that, I've, this is my belief, associated with using new and different kinds of thinking. They've been, let's say, in a brainstorming session and uh, there's someone in a lead position that says, Ugh, we don't need to do that. We need three ideas and let's just move forward on that. So actually working the idea is not an option in when the KPI has nothing to do with working an idea. It has to do with results. So I need results and I need results fast. Can you, can you talk about you, you mentioned in, you know, in the, um, video that I watched of your, of your talk, uh, you mentioned the taboo, what creativity as a taboo. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'd, I'd really like for you to sort of expand on that and okay. the alternative way of discussing creativity. Well, um, we have culture and one of the reasons we have culture and I don't mean arts culture. I mean, the way that we behave in groups culture is so that we can pass along practices that work to the young so that they can survive. Doing something outside of those traditions is considered bad manners, just like my anthroprof talked about. Um, and it could jeopardize people's lives and it could jeopardize survival. So there's a tight belief around what is the right way to do things and doing something differently from that is the taboo. So we don't want any creativity here. We want you to follow the way that it's always been done. The challenge that I see with that is that conditions continue to change. So those, those specific traditions may not necessarily be relevant. And that's a whole bigger story with that. 
What was the second part of the question? Oh, just uh, you, you actually. Oh, ways around it? Yeah, you yeah. reframe creativity in a really nice yeah, way. Yeah, I, I, I stopped using the word creative for a long time because um, I remember coming back from university and telling people what it is that I studied. And they would put the sign of the cross in front of themselves and say, I'm not creative. Stay away from me. It's a tool of the devil. So the indoctrination that we have around creativity, there, there really is a, a huge um, expectation that you have to be a genius or you have to change the world and so on. So cutting through all of those layers of meaning that have been brought forward through to the, at least for the last 2000 years is a tough one. So what I started to do was not use the word creative. I would, I would say, we're going to do some new thinking here. We're going to use a new perspective here. We're going to approach this in a way different than what you're accustomed to. And you know what? It's going to feel a little awkward and that's okay. Let's go through this discomfort together. And I would do that. You know, I, um, I was listening to an interview with Jimmy Kimmel the other day and he was talking about his initial struggles as a talk show host. And he said, he came to the realization that, you know, you shouldn't think outside the box. You should be inside the box and try and bust your way out. Ah, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That, that might be easier for people to grab a hold of because what happens is, and I also have this um, there, the box, like where did the box come from? And the box came from someone who used to work at Disney. His name was Vance. And he had this nine dot problem. Are you familiar with that? No. So you have three rows of three dots. And the challenge is to connect all the dots using four straight connected lines. Okay. Okay. So, and your listeners might want to do that. And it's a little challenging because we perceive those three rows of three dots as a box. And in order to solve the challenge, you have to go beyond that perceived boundary in order to meet the requirements of the challenge. Okay, that's where the 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 out-of-the-box thing came from. And then I started to think, where else have we as a culture known about boxes? And it's like, aha, Pandora. So Pandora was given a box. Remember the Greek myth? The, The Pandora was given the box and she was told, don't open the box. And she's curious. So what does she do? She opens the box. And what happens? She lets loose all the ills of humankind and closes it tight. So hope was left in the box. So here you are, boss, and you're telling me to think out of the box. And on a, on a level beyond my knowing consciousness, I have this story of Pandora saying, uh-oh, if I do that, uh, I could let loose all the ills of humankind. I could lose face. I could lose my security. I could lose my friendships. I could lose my standing. I'm not going to, not about me. I'm not going to. So bust out of the box. I kind of like that. It's, it's good. It's, you know, boom, bust out of it. But then people will say, well, how do I do that? And where is it okay for me to do that? So your little movement which grew and grew and grew. Grew, it just grew. It's so organic. It's amazing. Yeah. One day in 2017 becomes a proclamation by the United Nations as a day of observance. <laughs> yeah, I still am in awe of that. Okay. Um, and that 
I just figured this was an idea whose time had come. Okay, and that's that's it. This is the the current uh, weather, whatever. What occurred was in 2014, I get a call out of the blue. So this was an unintentional, right? Out of the blue from this woman, um, her name is Rhonda King, and she introduced herself saying, hi, or is this Marcy Siegel? I wish I could do uh, the proper accent. And um, she said, um, the way we're thinking right now is not going to get us out of the mess that we're in. Would you mind if uh, the United Nations adopted World Creativity and Innovation Day as an international day of observance? And Rhonda, or Ambassador Rhonda King, was a permanent representative to the United Nations from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And she said she found out about World Creativity and Innovation Day and week, but she said we can only claim a day, so forget the week. Um, by just scouring the internet to see what was there, what was out there. And she said, this is great. This is already happening. The momentum is there. Let's build on that momentum. And it took three years for the resolution to be passed, for all the machinations that go on at the United Nations level to make things happen. So given the 19 years now, it's 2021, so it's 19 years now from the beginning, and that we're four years away from the proclamation that was voted upon. What are the challenges that you have still to this day to let people know <laughs> that, that this day exists and what they can do on, you know, what they can do during World Creativity and Innovation Week, let alone World Creativity. Well, there is a website. There is a website. Yeah. Okay, so I will let you know that I have stepped away from being its steward. Right. Okay, I've stepped away. Um, however, it exists at wciw.org is the website. Okay. And that might be a good first place for people to go and see what it is that's going on and, and see if their home countries have been listed. 93, at least 93 countries have participated this past year. Yeah. And that's it. And I, I talk it up, but not as much as I used to. I used to be a real nudge, you know? And now I figure, you know, when it became a teenager, I thought, you know, it's got to find its own footing and make its way in the world. So it's now making its way in the world. I stepped away from the steward position probably, I think it was like two years ago. Okay. It was enough. It was enough because I did all of this and I didn't get paid. Like I didn't look for money. Mm -hmm. So it was all volunteer work on my part to get it going, get it going, get it going, get it going. And um, I thought that was a nice contribution to the planet. And then uh, eventually enough is enough. Like there are other people who have agendas that are important and they're feeding it and they're current and yeah. So, so what, what do people find there on the website? Um, different program ideas that people have done, some testimonials, um, lists of countries and who's participated. One of, one of the things that um, I found really interesting, and I do know that it exists on the website, and it's the thing that was brought to your attention from the UN, was their programs and how their programs also, inter yes. intersect yes. with this world creativity and innovation. It's amazing. 
It's amazing. It's amazing. I know. Share. I feel overwhelmed at this germ of an idea that sought expression and is um, attracting people to use it to advance different notions. So I'm forgetting what company it was, a really big one, sponsored a scholarship for students and student mentoring. Okay. Um, the, some royalty mentioned it in their addresses. It, it just like, I, I, sorry, I, I just, I, I, I become so gobsmacked by it that I lose my words and I get caught up in the cloud of the image of this energy with the portal open and more and more joining into it. Um, one of the things that's important about World Creativity and Innovation Day and what people are choosing to do now because of the current situation earthwise is using this as an opportunity to address the sustainable development goals. And different organizations are stepping up and stepping forward and supporting different um, movements that are and initiating movements and engaging students and young adults in new programs and new projects and helping to fund them and so on towards making the world a decent place or life a decent place for everybody on it. So one of the phrases for World Creativity and Innovation Day back in the beginning was to make the world a better place and to make your place in the world better too, because we each have the capacity to make even a small difference that creates a better life for everyone. Yeah, I, I the thing that I thought ama was amazing about the sustainability um, map that the UN has is just looking at it. If, if people would just take a moment to look at it, they would see that creativity is so much more than the arts. Yes. Because when you, regardless of what you do in your life, whether it's for a living or just the way you live your life, when you, I think, when you look at that map, you can at least begin to imagine all of the different ways outside of your own personal universe that you can use create or that creativity could be used to make changes on the planet. Right. And when we talk about creativity, the way that I talk about it is new ideas, new decisions, new actions to create new outcomes. So what's a new idea? So um, the, the global, the sustainable goals are 17 of them. And it covers almost every aspect of life on this planet. So uh, the food, equality, food equity and gender equality and life above water and life below water and you name it. And you can think, okay, so if you wanted to do things from a gender equity perspective, what is it that you can do in your household with your son and your daughter to help there to be gender equity? That's something small that you can do. So if in your tradition, it's only the women who prepare the meals for gender equity, why not ask your son to prepare a meal and help him with that capacity? I mean, just on a very basic level, it doesn't have to be a heroic affair. It can be something very, very small. And even to get used to doing things a little bit differently, a friend of mine recommended this years ago, and I absolutely loved it. She said, during the week, brush your teeth using your other hand. Because what that does is it helps to wire your brain a little bit differently to break some of the patterns that you're accustomed to. And once you begin in one place, then it becomes easier in another and in another and in another. 
So in conclusion, what would you like people to do to spread the word? Spread the word. <laughs> what, what, uh, in- okay, so what if, what if, okay? Let's imagine that everyone has a milieu, an environment, a group of people, either formally or informally, that they interact with on a regular basis, okay? It could be a work group, it could be a community association, it could be their household, it could be who knows what. Um, and they say, you know what? There's a there's a week, April 15th to the 21st, World Creativity and Innovation Week. Um, what if we did, what if we used it somehow? And then begin to imagine what it is that they could do and then do it. So there's a group of women in England every year. They have a potluck dinner every year for World Creativity and Innovation Day. And the potluck bottom line is you have to make a dish you've never made before. It doesn't have to be huge, right? What if, if you're concerned about um, some people going without masks and you believe that masks are a good thing, you decide in your small group, you're gonna do something to help people mask. What would you do? What might you do? It's the, the, the bottom line is something new and something different. That's it. One would think that you shouldn't need a special day for creative thinking in your life or your business, but isn't it nice to know that there's one out there? If you want to find out more about World Creativity and Innovation Day and week, please visit WCIW.org. I'll also post a link in our show notes. Poke around the site for some inspiration and new approaches to thinking. There's also a link in the show notes to a video highlighting the UN 17 sustainability goals that are talked about in this episode. Thanks again for listening to The Creationist. This is the final episode of Season 4, and guests are already being lined up for Season 5. If you enjoyed listening today, please check out previous episodes. It's an absolute pleasure having the chance to meet and shine a light on so many creative people and then share their stories with you. I hope you find them inspiring. If you haven't already, please follow The Creationist on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll be notified when new episodes are available. Rating, reviewing, and sharing episodes will help us find new listeners, so I'd appreciate anything you're willing to do to help spread the word. You can also follow The Creationist podcast on Facebook and Instagram. The Creationist is mastered in post-production by Paul Ferrand. I'm Steve Waxman, and I created this podcast. (laughs) 